0: time it is. You know what that sound means. It's time for the Hazard Hour. and We got a little ditty to get into today, tribe. So let's go. All right, all right. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy Two Dogs. It's the Hazard Hour. Man, it's almost the end of the month. Rushing into 2021. We about to get the... Fuck on 2020 man. This has been a brutal year. This 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 been a year of all years, isn't it? Hasn't this been the year that just rivals all years that you can remember? Goodness fucking gracious. We got COVID-19 killing people, police killing people. All these type of movements going on, all these type of militias going on, race riots, race wars, aliens, yo, bananas, yo, bananas, bananas. So uh, on the Hazard Hour, we gonna go ahead and do a, a wrap up, a year's end, uh, before we start season two. We're going to go ahead and cut it off prior to the end of the year uh, And roll into season 2, first of the year 2021 If it even comes So that's what we're going to do We're going to get all into it But first we're going to get into where we've we've been Where we've come from And we're going to introduce a new segment um, At Year's End Called, you got knocked the fuck out. Oh shit! Yes, sir. This is all the things that we knocked the fuck out this year. Cause we ain't playing with y'all boys.
1: You got
0: knocked the fuck out. Yes, sir. So we gonna go through everything we knocked the fuck out of. So let's go. What's the first thing we was talking about that we knocked the fuck out? Do y'all remember? Y'all remember when we was out there fucking shit up? What did we knock out the park at the first thing? Um, I want to say it was... Um, for me, it was the alien stuff.
2: The U.S. Navy has finally acknowledged that videos appearing to show UFOs flying through the air are real. They, yes, sir. They call them yeah, I was trying to say your boy was crazy. Phenomena. They, these, uh, the several we don't videos know what they are. You don't know what they are. by fighter pilots. Then in 2017, they were made public by the New York Times. More now from our Randy Kay. <laughs> it's Images of that rotating thing captured by U.S. Navy aircraft sensors locking in on the target commander david fravor saw it firsthand during a training mission describing it like a 40-foot long tic-tac we ain't playing rapidly and changing crazy as we both looked out the right side of our airplane we saw a disturbance in the water and a white object oblong pointing north it's a giant
0: tic-tac flying he don't know what it was he's a navy pilot come on man again
2: in 2015. it's crazy footage of the sightings declassified by the military weren't made public until December two thousand seventeen by the New York Times and a group that researches UFOs. Crazy.
0: There's a whole fleet of them Look on the A whole fleet of oh them. They're all going against
2: the, wind. the wind's hundred and twenty miles to the west. Oh, this was extremely abrupt, like a ping pong ball bouncing off a wall. The ability to hover over the water and then start a vertical climb from basically zero up towards about twelve thousand feet and then accelerate in less than two seconds and disappear is something I had never seen in my never life. Never seen. The Navy he says is he a doesn't pilot. still not know what the objects are, and officials aren't speculating. A Navy spokesman simply confirming to CNN that the swamp objects gas. seen in the various clips are unidentified aerial phenomena, or UAPs. The UFO reports were first investigated by a secret $22 million program, part of the mm. Defense Department budget that investigated reports of UFOs. The program has since been shut down, but it was run by a military intelligence official who told CNN they found compelling evidence that we, quote, may not be alone.
0: That's all I need right there. Professionals who dress up and need to be taken seriously every day said that. Now, what more do you need than... That fact, you see what I'm saying? I don't. I don't need any more than that than professionals who literally agree with the fact that these things are unknown. So that has just been clearly, I mean, I don't know about you. I I don't know, does that fit? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Knock the fuck out, nigga. You got knocked
1: the fuck out. Yeah. 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 That's
0: what I'm talking about. What was the other one we knocked the fuck out of? Um, Shoot, we did it early. Um, Obviously, the Donald Trump thing landed... Um, But because of all, like, the sensitivity around the whole thing, we're not going to get into that. You know what's up. You know what it is. You know what the polling said. So, you know, we we don't need to go any further than that. Um, But we did touch base on the fact that them boys who said that they went to the moon may not have really went to the moon. And why we say that?
3: And what about stars? On the moon, with no atmosphere, they must have been quite a sight to behold. Yet there is seldom any mention of them, if ever, by any of the astronauts on any of the missions. Undoubtedly, creating a mural with all the constellations properly placed in the sky would have been virtually impossible to create accurately, much less realistically. A competent amateur astronomer would have been able to call attention to the slightest error in measurement. The answer? not to talk about the stars. Ever. In their post-flight press conference, it was the only question to which Neil Armstrong responded with an absence of memory.
2: When you looked up at the sky, could you actually see the stars and the solar corona in spite of the glare? We were never able to see stars from the lunar surface or on the daylight side of the moon by eye without looking through the optics. I don't recall during the period of time that we were photographing the Sonnekorla what what stars we could see. I don't remember seeing any.
0: I don't remember seeing any. That's your boys. They went to space, right? They're the space boys, right? They on the little rockets. They're the professionals. They they they're the ones doing what they gotta do, right? Man, we're going to keep this short and sweet. This your boy, Two Dogs, man. This the Hazard Hour. If you don't know where you at, we coming. We body folk. Oh, my gosh. Do we need to do it? We need to do it. This is James Riley. Let it rip. This is bananas. This is an actual... What are the stars like in these space? days.
4: Like, are they just brighter than on this Earth? This is bananas. Or how, how would you describe it? The, inconsistent, like... brighter, but they're different. Uh, a lot of things are One, you don't have the atmospheric distortion, so they don't twinkle, right? So you see lots of points, and you see lots of points, and that literally millions of them. Uh, you know, there's... You know, the thing about Carl Sagan, billions and billions of there really are billions and billions of stars, and you can see them, in fact, they're so numerous, it's very difficult to pick out the constellations you and I see here on the ground. And uh, I live in Colorado, and you get up on a clear night in Colorado up in the mountains where there's no light, and you can see all these stars, well, multiply that by a thousand. That's what it's like in space. And then when you're outside doing a spacewalk, and you, you have that one or two opportunities where you can let your eyes adjust... You can start to notice that some of the stars have colors we don 't see here on the ground so you space and then when you 're outside doing a spacewalk and you, you have that one or two opportunities where you can let your eyes adjust, you can start to notice that some of the stars have colors we don 't see here on the ground space and then when you 're outside doing a spacewalk and you, you have that one or two opportunities where you can let your eyes adjust you can start to notice that some of the stars have colors we don't see here on the ground. So you see these pastel colors, uh, light yellows, light pinks, light oranges, even light red ones and light blue. There's all kinds of colors that you can see in these stars that you can't see here because it's filtered out by the atmosphere.
0: Goodness gracious. So sloppy. Slop-a-da-dop-dop-doppy. I don't remember seeing any. He said, yeah, right? Isn't that what he just said? Can we rewind what he said? rewind what he said.
3: When you looked up at the sky, could you actually Put see on
0: the blast. stars and
2: the solar corona in spite of the glare? We were never able to see stars from the lunar surface or on oh. the daylight side hmm. of the moon. But I, without looking through the optics, what? Uh, I don't recall during the period of time that we were I photographing the solar corona. I bet you didn't, my good
4: i don't remember seeing any.
3: years later though michael collins would remember (gasps) seeing the elusive stars (gasps) and wrote about them in expeditions to the moon it seems his memory improved the older he got yeah why don't stars appear in any of the photographs simply because the proper mostly closed exposure setting for the camera's iris set that way to compensate for the bright sunlight on the moon's surface completely diminished the faintness of relatively distant specks of diminutive light. This answer is true. It does not, however, explain why they never took any pictures of the stars by themselves, with an exposure setting perfect for them. While they took three automobiles to the moon, they never took a photographic telescope. Had they done so, they would have been able to see farther into the universe than had ever before been realized. If they had taken a telescope and were not actually on the moon, they would have had to concoct undiscovered galaxies that might one day prove to be non-existent. The cost of the three moon rovers in 21st century currency? Nearly 60 million dollars each. Though they had fewer parts than a jeep. Where was all this money going? Then there's the flag blowing in the wind at least twice, on the atmosphereless moon. We can only guess that most of the missions were staged inside for fear of possible aerial or satellite reconnaissance from an unfriendly nation. The backpacks, designed for one sixth gravity, must have had the cooling systems removed to allow for movement without falling over. With very near and hot studio lighting, that left one hot astronaut inside. Assuming that it was the astronauts inside, after all, their faces were always covered. The necessary mammoth amounts of air conditioning were probably responsible for the air current. Here, the editor cuts to a still shot of the flag just as the effect becomes noticeable. Here, it is unchecked. This rare clip, attained decades ago, was never re-released with the inevitable increase in experience and scrutiny. To demonstrate one-sixth gravity, a bouncy, floaty feel to the astronauts' movements would be similarly achieved with relative simplicity. Slow motion. You are viewing the scenes as they aired more than 30 years ago. Now let's look at them with the speed doubled. It becomes discernible that they are, in fact, in Earth's gravity and are no more leaving the ground than they would on Earth. It is clear from these rarely seen color television pictures that the crew of Apollo 11 brought a high resolution color video camera with them on their mission, yet the only pictures broadcast live from the moon's surface were these from a low definition black and white camera. In fact, the networks complained because in addition to this, they were forced to shoot the images second generation off of a projection TV of the technology of 30 years ago and were not even allowed to take a direct feed, which further degraded the quality and clarity of the images. Perhaps this was precisely what NASA and the federal government had in mind. After all, it was a first, regardless of where they were. Better to open up their debut mission with fuzzy pictures and numerous blackouts rather than show too much revealing detail of a false scene that was yet unproven. And finally, the element that seals their fate. Of all the footage of Apollo 11 requested from NASA over a five-year period, one gem was discovered just before the completion of this documentary. An old reel received by mistake. It contains the raw or unedited footage of the crew of Apollo 11, Michael Collins, Edwin Aldrin Jr. and Neil Armstrong, staging part of their mission for nearly an hour in living color, with exceptionally clear behind the scenes audio of conversations discussing the techniques used to achieve a disingenuous picture depicting the earth at a distance. In order to falsely demonstrate their far journey from it, and their ability to survive passing through the Van Allen radiation belts. It cannot be misconstrued that this staging was done for some other reason prior to the mission, for the reel itself is slated and dated July 18th, 19th, and 20th, 1969, the very days of the mission, when they were said to be approaching and achieving lunar orbit. Furthermore, it is a 20th, 1969, The very days of the mission, when they were said to be approaching and achieving lunar orbit, depicting the Earth at a distance in order to falsely demonstrate their far journey from it and their ability to survive passing through the Van Allen radiation belts. It cannot be misconstrued that this staging was done for some other reason prior to the mission, for the reel itself is slated and dated July 18th, 19th, and 20th, 1969, the very days of the mission, when they were said to be approaching and achieving lunar orbit. Furthermore, it is apparent they are in genuine zero gravity aboard the actual spacecraft, necessary to convince the mass media of their authenticity just not any further than Earth orbit, as you will see. In this never-before-seen or heard footage, not only is the radio conversation between the astronauts and Houston Control audible, there is a secondary, private conversation taking place between the crew and a third confidential party, prompting the astronauts with what to say, when to speak, and how to effectively manipulate the camera to achieve the desired misleading effect. NASA claims that the Houston transmissions were the only ones taking place with the astronauts. Listen now as Houston Control initiates a conversation with the crew, only to find them too preoccupied with the -the behind-the-scenes trickery to respond. Moments pass and the oversight is picked up on by the clandestine third party, who quickly prompts them with talk. Immediately, Neil Armstrong speaks.
1: Hello, oh, Apollo 11.
0: Houston Goldstone says that
4: the TV looks great. Right. Over. Okay, uh, okay. Roger, we're
3: uh, <laughs> Again, the illusion they are attempting to create is the Earth at a distance to demonstrate their far journey from it and their ability to survive passing through the Van Allen radiation belts understand too that only about 20 seconds of this raw footage was ever broadcast to the public and these conversations discussing their deception were believed to be private until now here they discussed that these television transmissions were in fact not broadcast live as everyone believed they were first screened and edited for playback later
0: where else but here than on the hazard hour It's your boy two dogs This is the hazard hour You heard right Fakie Fakie Stagey Stagey Looks like the wizard Got his little curtain pulled back You heard what she said On the days that they were approaching Or supposed to be Wherever they were supposed to be At the moon They clearly weren't And they were faking it Ugh Fraudulent. Fakey, fakey. You faked it. Oh, that's so embarrassing, yo. Oh, man. You faked that shit, bro. All right, Janine. We just wanted to narrate such a weekend when we get to playback weekend we can Thank you very much damn history is gonna see we fake this shit, yo and have
3: blocked out sunlight from entering the space path through the other now they're getting tricky and crafty light to fall onto
4: the space listen
3: to this yo in the
4: foreground okay very good well we shut out the sun coming in something of the spacecraft so uh, its looking through a uh, the uh, number one window Under on it, any uh, reflected light.
3: The reason this was done is so that the truth of the matter would not be revealed. It is this. Though the federal government would have you believe that this is a view of Earth from a distance out of the spacecraft's window as it nears the moon, it is not. What they have ingeniously done is placed the camera at the back of the spacecraft and centred the lens on a circular window in the foreground, outside of which it is completely filled with the Earth in low orbit. The circumference of the window then appears to be the diameter of the Earth at a distance, with the darkened walls of the spacecraft appearing to be the blackness of space around it. That is why they wanted the interior dark and blocked out the sun from entering through the other windows. Here you can see the extruded window, probably two inches thick at the bottom. This is because the Earth's shine is coming in at a downward angle. It also causes the earth to appear to be an irregularly shaped circle, for you are seeing the outside of the window at the bottom and the inside of the window at the top, which together form two different sized halves of a circle. Subsequently, this take was never used. As they perfected the shot, a crescent-shaped piece of black material was inset slightly into the window to create the illusion of the earth's terminator line dividing night and day. It is uncannily convincing. During this segment, intended to be edited and played back later for the worldwide television audience, dated July 18, 1969, Neil Armstrong condemns himself as he states that he is 130,000 miles out or halfway to the moon, as the NASA flight log also states on this date, when he is in reality in low earth orbit of a few hundred miles. Neil Armstrong condemns himself as he states that he is 130,000 miles out, or halfway to the moon, as the NASA flight log also states on this date. Neil Armstrong condemns himself as he states that he is 130,000 miles out, or halfway to the moon, as the NASA flight log also states on this date. Neil Armstrong condemns himself as he states that he is 130,000 miles out, or halfway to the moon, as the NASA flight log also states on this date, when he is in reality in low Earth orbit of a few hundred miles.
4: Apollo 11, in from about miles out.
3: Here, during another segment, also intended to air after review. Neil Armstrong falsely explains to the viewers how the shot is attained by putting the camera's lens to the window's glass, as it would have to be if they were the claimed distance away from the Earth.
4: We only have one uh, window that uh, has a view of the Earth, and it's filled up with a TV camera.
3: If the window was completely filled up with a TV camera, as he stated, then an astronaut's arm would not be able to get between the camera and the window, as it obviously does here in this outtake.
4: South America becomes invisible just off beyond the Terminator or inside the shadow.
3: You can also notice how the astronaut operating the camera reacted to the mistake by attempting to pan away from it.
4: Yeah. The white bands of major cloud formation across the Earth.
3: This is a segment that they believed wasn't even being recorded, much less suitable for broadcast, for the lens was being zoomed out and the scene was being changed to that of an interior of the astronauts at work and apparently the stop button popped back up on the recorder without notice. Here is the diffused work light that they used to see camera controls but not throw light onto the spacecraft's wall. Here they removed part of the crescent insert Finally, the iris is opened up and you can see the real location of the camera and the very bright and near earth out the window.
5: Wow.
3: Here is the slate for the 19th of July.
0: B.S. And Cap. the same
3: shot of trickery That's on the 19th Cap. of July. And then the 20th. And the same misleading shot on the 20th.
0: Ah, uh, we don't even need to hear Later no that more. Later
3: they were said to be walking on the now. moon how can this be she damn they were man. in earth orbit only nine hours earlier
0: She damn the moon hit him up. three days
1: journey away hit him up oh shit that's oh, oh, oh. oh,
0: yeah 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 Feel you ain't go to no to moon you old bitch ass nigga you ain't go to no moon no lying ass nigga just for that, for you faking like you went to the moon, hit him one more time. Oh, shit. oh, faking ass nigga. Oh, I think I went to the moon ass nigga. Oh, hating ass nigga. Wait, hit him one more time. Oh, just because he died, Lynn it, man. All right, R.I.P. Tiny. Yes, sir.
1: You got knocked the fuck out, man. Give me my goddamn money. The payback's a motherfucker, ain't
0: it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that's all that we was trying to say. We was trying to say when we put that hit out on you, you know, it's it's the year-end wrap-up. It's the Hazard Hour. It's your boy, Two Dogs. It's, it's the you got knocked the fuck out. You know, portion of the show It's a new part that we introducing At the end of each year we, we do a checklist of what we knocked the fuck out on And so far we're going down the list And we just went down the list Of the did we land on the moon So we hit him with the three, four, five times uh, Because Tiny died this year So R.I.P. Uh, to him as well Oh, we're just going to keep going down the list. Uh, that was the funny thing that happened on the way to the moon. Uh, the COVID-19 has been a big, big one. So let's just let a real funny one go before we hit him with the Jesus. Or should we hit him with the Jesus first? We're already at 30 minutes. Uh, do I want to squeeze the Jesus in before the com- uh, comedy or comedy at the end? I think we should always hit him with the serious first. So let's go ahead and with the serious first and about the whole Jesus thing. Look, y'all know your boy two dogs are just going to give it to you straight and real. I'm sorry, Christianity, you're wrong. When you read the Hebrew text, you guys are wrong. I have to call it in the middle. I mean, I just have to call it what it is. I mean, not in the middle, because it's definitely not in the middle. You lost, and you lost horribly. You doctored your text. You faked a whole bunch of stuff, and, and all your documents are either fake or fraudulent. That's not any way to win. If you're going to cheat, you then you can't play here. That's that's just the way it goes. I'm sorry. I have to call it what it is. This goes well past dogma and theology. This has to do with the documentation, What does the documentation say and what does your documentation say? Your documentation says things that the original documentation don't say. So because of that, I'm out. You are the father when it comes to three-year-old Bobby. Okay? So let's just let him go into the Jesus Christ and why that shit is shenanigans.
5: How could a person defy the words of the prophets of Israel and hope to be saved? That's the real question that should be asked. I say this with love. I want Christians to repent. When a Tyrus says, You should know today. You must place it on your heart. The Almighty, He is God. By of all vol, eretz, mitochas, enod. From heaven above to the earth below, the and there is no one else, nothing else. The question really should be asked is, how could it be that a person believes that there is another deity, another person in the Godhead, worships this association? How could the person have any hope for salvation If you have God as as the one you adore and love, but you're getting text messages from somebody else, love messages from another, that's the question that should be asked. And there is no God. No one could save you from my hand. Not Jesus. Not Mary. Not the saints. Only the God of Israel alone. This is the Torah, and this. I want Christians to listen to me very carefully. You think like we just, hey Christians, we don't like the hats, we don't like the outfits, we don't like the churches, nonsense. We just, if we have to choose between ideas that had developed in the church, proclaimed by Paul in the Carmen, Christi and Philippians 2, and between Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses our teacher of blessed memory, there's no contest here. If we have to choose, when Yeshaya says these words, Zecher Remember these words. Because I am God, and there is no other God, and there is no one like me, Isaiah 46, verse 9. So we trust Yeshaya. We believe that Yeshaya is the word of Hashem. These words are not proclaimed in churches for good reason. These words are skipped over in churches. Most Christians don't study these words. <inaudible> Guard yourself very carefully. Why? Because <inaudible> you saw no image. There was no physical being, nothing, on the day that God spoke to you from Chorev, which is Mount Sinai, from within the fire. Now, what are we supposed to do? Along comes a religion that says, there's surely one God, but there are three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Like there is nothing remotely resembling that in Tanakh. Moreover, the prophets warned us over and over again, Don't, there's nothing else, nothing, nothing. Deuteronomy chapter 4. If a person reads Deuteronomy chapter 4, then a person has to repent immediately. You have been shown this, Lord that you may know. That HaKadosh Baruch He is God. There is no one else besides Him. If HaKadosh Baruch the Holy One, sought to convey that there are three persons within a triune Godhead, He would have said so. And He would have proclaimed that at Mount Sinai. He would have proclaimed that at a national revelation at, at, at Chairev. You have to remember that the events that occurred at Mount Sonia are unprecedented in the annals of human history. There was nothing like it beforehand and nothing after it. Nothing. That's why more than half the world, more than 50% of all people on earth, well over half the world, maybe they're not crazy about the Jews. I didn't do a survey lately. Maybe they are. I don't know. But one thing I can assure you of, more than half the world believes that the Torah of Moses is, comes directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the re- revelation at Mount Sinai is completely unique. It was a national revelation. Why would God, in a national revelation to an entire people, who heard the voice of God, "Kol devarim atem shaymim," you heard the voice that God spoke, "Usmun but you saw no image. Zulasi only a voice. Let that ring to all the Orthodox churches that have displays of of icons of Jesus and Mary and the saints. What the hell are you doing? Let that ring in the ears in the Vatican for all those who stand in front of statues and idols made out of clay. Let them repent and leave this silliness, this, this abomination. What's unbelievable, i tell you a crazy thing, in, I've been to the Sinai Peninsula many, many times many times. I don't know if what is called Mount Sinai in the Sinai Peninsula is the actual Mount Sinai where the tire was given a little over 3,300 years ago. I don't know. There are a number of places that people believe is the original Mount Sinai. To Jews relics are not very important because we are the living breathing witness people. But in the Orthodox Church relics are very important. And believe it or not, the Christians built a church, an old, old church on top of that, on top of what Christians believe is Mount Sinai. I'm not interested if it was, it's not, but they built it and they believe that's Mount Sinai. It's called St. Catherine's. I never in there, but believe me, it's up there. And it's an Orthodox church. And you can be sure that place is loaded with icons on the very place they believe that Moses said these words the verb atem that you heard the voice of God, but you saw no image. They put images there. It's mind blowing. The desire to smoke is so crazy. you sees them smoking, and he goes to them and says, "How come? How come you smoke? You know this is going to kill you." And it's Mamech talking to them is like talking. Yeah, but this, and like this, and if I am smoking like this, it's not gonna be so much, you know, but what are you doing? Like, do you wanna die? So when the person asks me, imagine a person says, how could, you don't do crack, Rabbi, how could you survive without doing crack? And people go, oh, well, you're comparing Jesus to crack? Of course I am. In fact, crack can only kill you in this world. Worshipping idolatry? We'll kill you for eternally. We'll destroy your place in the world to come. It's, it's, it's nochergah. Person said, how could you survive without doing heroin? Weird Tanakh does it say that the, you're supposed to eat the body and drink the blood of Mashiach? The Eucharist to eat ritual cannibalism is in Tanakh? Or do the prophets warn us at every turn That we should not engage in human sacrifices and offer innocent ones to Molech. Drinking blood is forbidden. There's nothing remotely like this. Yes, if you want to find it, you'll find it in the screeds of Paul in 1 Corinthians. You'll find it in the Eucharist of the Gospels. Oh, but you will not find such... Such Tiflis, you'll not find a spiritual novella anywhere in Tanakh. The person says, How could you survive without heroin? What kind of question is that? I look, I apologize if I'm if I am if I sound outraged. I am, but I do know that I, I wouldn't talk to the Christians if you're a Jew or Muslim. Just don't say I'm. I'm just talking to Christians. I'm not talking to the Muslims. I'm not talking to the Jews right now. I, I think that being told as a youngster that Jesus loves you from your grandmother, and that's how you used to go to sleep at night, and that was your source of peace, Jesus loves me, and that you have to believe in the Trinity, and that's the only way to be saved, I know that had an indelible impact on you. I I would posit to you, Christians, that I know this is a source of comfort to you, but it is smoking a cigarette. And just as smoking a cigarette, I presume brings enormous comfort to the smoker. It's temporary, in the long run, it will kill them. See Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9. The covenant is only given to those who guard the commandments, who keep the mitzvahs, and who love Hashem. Hashem wants those two things. That's how a person could be saved. Loyal to Hashem and have a personal relationship with Hashem. Love him. He loves you intensely. And he wants to be close to you. Don't worry. He knows you better than you know yourself. And he's saying you can do it. And if Paul says you can't do it? Throw away Paul. Throw him out the window. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: cause you know how we do it's your boy two dogs it's the hazard hour it's the fucking you got knocked the fuck out central we ending this podcast we ending the year off going through the things that we discussed and we checking them off the list as you got knocked the fuck out so we just put Jesus to bed bye bye Betty bye bye let's go ahead and see what we doing I guess with the coronavirus
1: (laughs) Oh, man! It's a Christmas miracle! The vaccine is finally here. I don't know if I trust this vaccine, Willie. Oh, I was skeptical, too, Michael. I've been searching for that vaccine since March, and I was starting to give up hope. What do you mean you were searching for the vaccine? Well, you know, I'd go down to the city park, pick up some needles off the ground, (laughs) try them out. Willie, that is very dangerous. (laughs) Well, Michael, if you want to hit the lotto, you got to crack some eggs. (laughs) What? (laughs) Finally, I just got lucky, and the CEO of Pfizer personally knocked on my window to give me the vaccine. Are you sure that was the CEO of Pfizer? Of course, Michael. Unless that was just some African dude making it up. Yeah? No, it was him. (laughs) Willie, aren't you worried about the side effects? Oh, Michael, we all have birth defects. I said side effects. (laughs) But that's not the vaccine's fault. At most, it makes you a little sleepy. But you wake up in a tub of ice, good as new. In a tub of ice? Well, it's like they say, Michael. They replace your organs with newspaper again, will it? Oh, man. <laughs> I guess I'm just a little more trusting the doctors since my granddaddy worked in medicine. Really? Yeah, he was famous, too. He was the first person chosen to take a miracle vaccine that would make his town safe again. And it worked, too. What vaccine was that? It was called the lethal injection. (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) Willie, I'm I'm still worried about taking that shot. Oh, Michael. (laughs) You sound just like my old dog, Lucius. He didn't want to take his shot, neither. He'd run and hide until we found a little trick. We put some peanut butter on the barrel of the rifle, and he ran right through. (laughs) Rifle? (laughs) <laughs> it's like they always say, you can't make a fur coat out of just one dog, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Willie, this isn't making anybody feel better. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> Michael! Michael! <laughs> uh, this has been a tough year for everybody, but we can still get through this. You know, I was pretty sick myself this year. Oh, I didn't know that, Willie. Yeah, and I followed all the rules. I wore a mask, kept 500 feet away from schools. But... <laughs> 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 I still got affected. I had all the symptoms. Heavy cough, no sense of smell or taste, tiny bumps on my pee pee. But did I let that stop me from beatboxing at the nursing home? I I really (laughs) hope it did. No, sir. It's like they always say in showbiz, Michael. You wiped out St. Mary's Village, Willie. Willie, everybody.
0: I ain't taking it. Pay back the
1: payback's
0: a motherfucker, ain't it? Never. Well, that's it, man. We out of this BI, man. We ain't got no more for y'all today. It is what it is. We gonna go ahead and end this one, man. I may have to shoot this one over anyway. But we did the wrap-up for y'all today. It's a late one, shit. For me, it's 3.35 a.m. We've been busting all night, re-recording, recording, recording, and re-recording. Shit, we had about five shows, I think we did. Goddamn 17 different fucking topics. But we went ahead, we went with this one, so it is what it is. It's the Hazard Hour, and your boy's out, man. Peace.